You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, here's a look at the matches for the upcoming match day one of the Africa Cup of Nations, where 24 teams will vie for the most prestigious prize. You've got a bunch of stars playing in this year's tournament to keep your eye on, including Egypt's Mo Salah, who will face Mozambique, Napoli and Nigeria's Victor Ossiman, who will face Equatorial Guinea, Cameroon's Andrea Onana, who will take on Guinea and Sadio Mane, and the current title holders, Senegal, will look to retain their title when they open their campaign against Gambia on Monday. And for more on this, every Tuesday is Mailbag Tuesday. Is that right, boys? Today That's we're right. bringing in our friend to join us, Mbizo Zumane, with a special edition for this Africa Cup of Nations. Mbizo, so good to see you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I'm rearing to go. I can't wait for the weekend. Yes, I love that. We can't wait for the matches uh, that are coming up, but we're glad that you're here to help us today because we've had some people tweet in some questions. So I've got the first one uh, for you here. It's from Kings212125. He wants to know, where will Nigeria finish in the tournament now Victor Boniface is out? Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough one. I mean, I think we all know that Nigeria has a lot of attacking prowess. And I, uh, I was listening to, to Charlie talk about them. Uh, and they do have a good potential replacement in Terra Morphy. Uh, I think all of their strikers are in form at the moment. So uh, at least there was a striker that got injured uh, and not uh, in another position where they're lacking. For example, in the midfield where they're missing Nditi, uh, who's also injured. Um, look, Nigeria certainly should expect expect to get through uh, the, the group. I think they should progress from the group. Uh, but I've spoken about it before, that after that, it gets quite precarious. Uh, and the Portuguese, uh, Pesero, he's not really impressed. Um, and I think a lot of people aren't convinced by his uh, tactical ability to impact the game. Um, obviously, now with Boniface out, there's a little bit of flux happening in the Nigerian camp. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say, I don't expect Nigeria to progress uh, past the quarterfinals. Uh, but a Nigerian friend of mine has always been quick to remind me that when Nigeria hasn't been the favorite, they've gone on to win it or they've gone on to do very well. So perhaps they're a, a sleeper agent in this one here. Yeah, they could be. Um, but uh, my expectations are, are like yours, uh, Bezo. So question two, perfect Ben 09. Who will be the underdog team to go far in this tournament? 
I think uh, I think there's three dark horses: um, Guinea, Mali, and Burkina Faso. Uh, each of these teams has uh, a lot of really, really good players. Uh, Mali has the likes of Mohamed Kamara, Bisuma, Haidara, uh, you know, and these are these are all top, top players who are, I think, in the prime of their careers as well, uh, you know, between the ages of 25 and 28 or so, uh, quite quality. Uh, Guinea, we know, even though Jurassic is injured, uh, they have a lot of really, really top players, particularly uh, in the midfield. Uh, the Burkinabi, I think, have been to something like two semifinals in the last three AFCONs. Uh, they have a lot of players who are uh, staple players on the continent uh, in the CAF African Champions League, uh, as well as uh, having had a lot of experience in the AFCON itself. Uh, and then, of course, one of my favorite players in world football, Edmund Topsova. So I think those three teams will certainly uh, serve a surprise package um, if people are not attentive to them. All right, Inbizo. In Group E, where Mali is, one of your underdogs already stated, we also have your beloved South Africa. So the question from at K Martin 1012, <laughs> do you think South Africa has a chance of winning? Any chance, it could be from 1% to 100%, any chance? It's closer to 1% than to 100, <laughs> one must admit. Um, look, we've been to 10 AFCONs, we have won it, we have come out as runner-up, um, but we haven't been, uh, I think, something like the last four of seven AFCONs, we haven't been able to make it. Uh, we do have a coach who's been uh, successful on the continent. Uh, Hugo Bruce has won the tournament with Cameroon in 2017. So a lot of people will be uh, placing their faith in him and his experience on the continent, which I think spans uh, over a decade. Uh, but we don't have the team sheet that some of these other nations have, including Mali or even Tunisia, who, who could potentially be another uh, sleeping giant in this competition. So uh, it's a bit precarious. And, and in fact, uh, Ronwin Williams, who was the, the captain of Bafana Bafana, came out and shared my sentiments, uh, talking about how the country should really temper their expectations, because despite South Africa's resurgence uh, as among the powerhouses of African football, with a lot of players playing for Mamelodi Sundowns, who've uh, uh, won the uh, CAF Champions League on a number of occasions. Uh, we, we lack a little bit of experience in recent times in this tournament. Uh, and it is a tall ask to beat the likes of Tunisia and Mali to the second round. So, uh, like I said, I will rejoice if we make it to the second round, uh, but I am tempering my expectations so that the pain doesn't cut too deep. Um, Mbizo, this question is from a gentleman named Marco Fayek. Marco underscore Fayek. Uh, and I think he's, he's asking for a lot here, but I want to get your, your thoughts. He said, if Salah wins AFCON and the Premier League, will he win the Ballon d'Or? So I have a feeling this is a very big Mohamed Salah fan. Uh, but put yourself in a world where they can uh, be the first North African team to win uh, AFCON in sub-Saharan Africa and Liverpool wins the Premier League. Do you think he will also then win the Ballon d'Or? Uh, short answer is no. Uh, <laughs> short answer is no. Uh, and, and that's not because he isn't deserving. Let me be very clear. Uh, I hate to get political, uh, but there are unfortunately a lot of social politics uh, connected to this, uh, to this award. Uh, obviously, there's also other questions like, is it a popularity contest? Uh, I think the, the prestige of the Ballon d'Or has been waning, I think, in the last couple of years. Um, but the short answer is no. However, what he can do is cement himself 
in the in the folklore of African football and certainly be considered unanimously among uh, the best players to ever grace the game from the continent. I think that's more what he'll be looking to do. I don't think he will be preoccupied with the Ballon d'Or. I think what he's worried about uh, is getting that trophy in the trophy case. Uh, and I think that would be a, a perfect cherry on top for a, a spectacular career that will be difficult to emulate by any player, Egyptian or otherwise. Uh, Mbizo, I, I completely agree with you. I do see, though, Mo Salah winning Liverpool's uh, Premier League, winning Europa League, and Egypt winning AFCON. It's going to be a strong argument that he, 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 he could be the Baldor winner. However, it's got to be Jude Bellingham not winning with Real and Champions League <laughs> in England. Yeah. Kylian Mbappe not winning PSG with France. And, and maybe possibly the Olympics as well because he could play in the Euros. He expressed his desire to play in the Olympics for France. So you're talking about... The, uh, the Euros are going to weigh heavily and who Harry knows? Kane. I, I, it feels one? like it's going to be more towards a European, but Copa America is also in the mix. I, I, I don't see any South American... Front runner either from if Argentina or Brazil shines during Champions League as well and has an insane, insane goal scoring season that also will weigh heavily. On I don't the know. This could be a good shout though. Like you said, if they win the Europa League, Premier League, and he wins, I, I, I don't home. think it's a bad shout at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. He's just okay. asking for a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only the three things. Okay, next one, Mbizo. The Exchange FC wants to know what's the best player that we should be looking out for from the young talents, do you think? Oh, this is a, a wonderful question and one of my favorite to answer. Uh, I'm very passionate about uh, uncovering young talent. Um, look, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. I can't give a single one. So uh, I'll list a, a, a number of them. Um, I think I think one is Alamin Kamara from Senegal, 20-year-old, who's playing at uh, Mets. Uh, and he's one of the, the products from Generation Foot, who has this... Uh, um, who has this uh, 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 connection to the French club. And they're bringing in a lot of players from the continent. I think he's spectacular. I think Simon Adingra from Ivory Coast mm. is a top, top talent. He's playing at Brighton. Um, I think, especially in the absence of, of uh, Wilf Zaha, I think he has a great opportunity to stamp his authority on the African continent as one of the best young players. Um, and, and Ivory Coast has a few. Odilon Kusunu, who's a player that I really, really like. Wilfred Singo, who's a player that I really, really like. And then there's Morocco, of course, who has a lot of young talent, um, most of whom are, are uh, European-born, uh, admittedly, uh, but uh, Unai, uh, Saibari from PSV, um, Amin Adli from Bayer Leverkusen. There's so many young talents in this tournament who will be really uh, eager. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they'll be very eager to uh, show that they have the ability to be great uh, African players over the course of their careers. I, I asked Mark McKenzie about Bilal El Kanous. Hmm. And he said he is hmm. a game changer. Watch out for him. That's one to watch out for the future. So I have the last question from the mailbag uh, from Austin Geis. Will Osman be top goal scorer? Of the tournament. You guys are you guys are always forcing me to uh, <laughs> not speak in a sterling fashion about Nigeria. Not us, the uh, fans, the fans. Yeah, blame Austin <laughs> underscore guys underscore, not us. Uh, I'm not taking it personally, Austin. Um, okay, look, um, does he have the ability? It's unquestionable. There's absolutely no doubt. Uh, will Nigeria be able to play at the level uh, that Napoli plays in order to provide him with the opportunities to do so? I think that is the question. Can Pesero get the best out of Victor Osiman? Uh, that is the question. Uh, on his own talent, of course, he absolutely has that ability. 
Uh, but then again, you have uh, Salah, right? You have uh, Youssef and, and Nesri, uh, the Moroccan as well. Uh, and look, I, I wouldn't count out the likes of Mares uh, and even another newcomer to the tournament who's just switched allegiance, uh, Amin Bouri from from Algeria as well. So you have a lot of players who could potentially uh, take this uh, take this title. Uh, Osimhen is one of them. I didn't hear anything about Senegal there. <laughs> Uh, it's, I, I, does it have to be said that Saudio could be there? Uh, I think I should mention it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, of course. Perennial <laughs> giants. Yeah, Saudio, Saudio as well. Despite being in, um, you know, in, in the Middle East right now, he's still a top-class player, of mm -hmm. course. There's a lot of good players to look for, isn't there? In this you, you know who's a sleeping giant for me too on that Senegal team is is Dia from Salernitana. Yes, he, he is an absolute baller. Last and year, especially. If if he can have a strong tournament, yeah. Either way, I think he's leaving Salernitana this summer. Yeah. But if he has a strong tournament, some some big clubs could come in. Well, he was trying to push a move, wasn't he, last summer? It didn't yes. really work out for him, so he's back at Salernitana. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with him. And Bizo, thanks so much for joining us. See you soon. Thank you so much for having me, folks. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.